So actually training your horse without getting into the saddle, doing it from the ground, is it possible? Yes, it is. And that's what we're going to be talking about this week. Hi there, my name is Lorna and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast where each week we take something different to do with horse riding and we work through it in a way that hopefully leaves you feeling a little bit better about it. Have you ever found that when you get confused about something, um, it kind of it becomes very overwhelming, first of all, and then secondly, yeah it's just so easy to give up and walk away well we try and take the confusion out of that and we kind of break things down into more easier bite-sized pieces for you to work through with your horse and whether it be in the saddle or out of the saddle as is the case this week and you can then use it when you are working with your horse now a lot of our listeners actually listen to the podcast when their horse is not there so and they'll listen on the way to the barn or on the way to work and but we do have a lot of people who also listen in the saddle and that is the whole kind of purpose of how we started this it was for riders who for whatever reason needed a little bit more instruction or a little bit more of a constant reminder when they were in the saddle to help them well become the riders they want to become so if you're interested in joining us and getting all of this week's lessons and there are another four after this this is the monday it's a general overview but there's four more to go with this which are more step-by-step instructions and as i mentioned you can listen as you're riding i'm going to let you know at the end of this podcast how you can do just that but let us get back to today and as i mentioned today we're talking about groundwork and More specifically, this is part four in the Groundwork series. So we have covered quite a few, I suppose, ways and means of working with your horse through Groundwork. And we've done so, I suppose, in a system or in a way that has led up to this point. We've worked through the building trust phase and the initial communication. Then we spoke about some pressure and release, which will also be quite valuable today as well. And then the last part three, we spoke about desensitizing your horse. Now, this is very important for what we're going to be doing on today and moving on with today. But before we go any further, I want to stress that when you're working on the ground with your horse, Similar principles apply, or basically the same principles apply as when you are working in the saddle, okay? So when we're in the saddle, we want to initially work on relaxation through both ourselves and our horses. And I think in groundwork, sometimes that can get forgotten about, okay? Particularly when we begin working our horse in a way that almost mimics or is like what we will do under the saddle, okay? So um, for example, if we start doing some lateral work or we start asking for perhaps some shortening or some lengthening and when we're working on the ground we tend to maybe a little bit forget about the initial key which is that relaxation and the reason we kind of built up to this week is because the in order for your horse to become relaxed you have to lay a strong foundation initially okay so we've kind of been we've been diving into this um we we've taken it very very slowly over 4 months um to go into this but the relaxation is the key and it's really important that every time when you finish a movement or you finish a particular exercise you want to keep reinforcing that relaxation okay now if you're horse is worried 
that you're perhaps going to hurt him or he's perhaps feeling a little bit anxious or nervous because he doesn't quite understand what's going on the first kind of sign of that is that you begin to lose that relaxation so you get this excess tension coming through your horse and we don't want that when we're working with our horses on the ground so it's just like in the school you want to you want to push to the point where your horse has literally dipped a toe outside of the comfort zone but then you want to bring him back and allow him to come back into his comfort zone again so therefore you're all the time just slightly and very slowly and i suppose over time it's a very it's a planned kind of a phase if you can imagine it um that you allow him to well expand his comfort zone to the point where um what maybe two or three months ago would have seemed almost impossible then becomes pretty well, things he does on a day-to-day basis. And of course, when we're training horses, that is what we're looking for all the time. And that's how, that is the best way to to work through that with your horse as it is with people as well. Okay, so what are we talking about? Well, what I would start off with, with your horse when you're working on the ground is first of all, you have to have him warmed up. So just like you were going into the arena um, to ride your horse, when you are asking for your horse to do any sort of movements on the ground, whether you're on his back or not, um, that are going to require maybe a little bit more elasticity through his body a little bit more suppleness you are going to have to ask him to warm up now a lot of people will use stretches to warm up and you can do so but I believe actually moving the body is a better way to warm up and I would actually suggest if necessary lunging your horse to warm up okay so you could start with maybe three or four or five minutes on the lunge each way um, maybe just allowing him just to stretch out remember again that that relaxation being the goal here that you're aiming for and that you're trying to um, achieve all the way through the work with your horse okay so once he's nicely warmed up you could then start with something very basic such as a square halt now very often when we work with our horses on the ground, we can ask them to halt, and we've actually covered this in uh, some of the previous weeks where we were working on groundwork. We can ask them to halt, and just like when we ride, squaring up the shoulders or squaring up the front end is, it's it's pretty easy. It's, it's a doable job, okay? It's always the back end you get problems with. Now, what I would suggest here is, in the last week, we spoke about desensitizing your horse, okay? And this was simply getting your horse used to the idea of different things happening or different things um, moving about him, being touched in different areas and being comfortable with it. And it's really, really important that he remains comfortable through this. If your horse is a little bit anxious about you carrying, for example, a stick in your hand or a whip in your hand, well, you're going to lose the relaxation end of things, okay? And this is why I'm hammering home on this, okay? So we, I want you to, first of all, have done your due diligence on this one and made sure that you indeed have been working um, with your horse and your horse is quite relaxed but what I would suggest doing then is making sure that as your horse is halted you can then use a whip now some people will use a lunge whip I find the lunge whip is a little bit long and it, it's almost a bit too much <laughs> I find a schooling whip generally works quite well so your schooling whip is a longer whip um, but it doesn't have the full length of the lunge whip now I know we're not all fortunate enough to have a whole array of different whips at our disposal so if that's the case if you are going to use a lunging whip make sure that you tie up the lash okay so you don't want it loose you don't want it kind of swinging about we're just you simply using the whip as a teacher in school would use the pointer on the board okay so you're in school 
if they have um, they've kind of a long piece of wood that they'll use to point to different aspects that they're trying to teach or that they're trying to explain to your whip is going to be I suppose that sort of a thing to your horse you're bringing his attention to that situation you're not going to hit him you're not going to smack him you're not going to swing it about at him or do anything like that you will have done all the basics leading up to this already so the whip is just there as in Ireland we say a Peter pointer okay so it's just going to help him to understand where you're trying to draw attention to and how to correct that or how to move that or what to do with that particular area of his body so back to the halt if you can ask your horse to stand nice and square you can then use your pointer to then point to the back leg which you want your horse to move in order to square up the halt now very often horses will initially and particularly if you haven't spent the time uh, desensitizing your horse he will initially kind of whip up his back leg way what just touched me there okay you need to remember bringing it back to this relaxation okay you need to make sure that he is not in any way worried or afraid of the stick and um, he doesn't think you're going to do anything terrible to him and then very gently you can just use the stick to just tap on his leg that he can bring that leg forward now just when we spoke about the pressure and release um, we were saying how the release is very often the reward you can see the release as being the reward and it's really important that as soon as your horse takes any movement in the correct direction that you reward him okay he needs to know he doesn't know what's right and what's wrong he doesn't know if this is brand new he doesn't know what you're looking for so it's really really important that you um reward him verbally and perhaps even with a release of the pressure depending on where you are and just moving on further from that I feel that when we're working with horses on the ground, it's really important, first of all, to make sure that you have your hat and your gloves on and you're, I suppose, putting your safety first. But then not only that, that when you are with him, you're positioning yourself in the correct area in order to get the best results. Now, depending on what you're doing, I normally find around the shoulder area works quite well. It's it's almost a balance. I find sometimes when we move too far back. So let's say we go back to, if you could imagine where the saddle goes, okay? As though when we were lunging, where we would kind of position our body if uh, we stood beside the horse. But um, I, I sometimes find that when we're back there, it's a little bit too far back, okay? So I would just recommend that you're more up cl closer to the shoulder area, around that area, even where maybe the point of the shoulder. So not exactly in front of the shoulder, but more to the front of the shoulder if that makes any sense, um, that you're there. And of course, that you're at, at the side of your horse. You're not standing in front of him. You're certainly not standing behind him. Um, you're there. The other thing is, if you've worked correctly with him up to this point and you've taken the time, and it does take time, it's just like anything else, um, you really will get out what you put in here. But if you've worked correctly with him up to this point, um, he should be calm enough for you to work with and to move around his body. And not only that, to use your pointer or your schooling whip, to actually move around his body as well. He should not, at any point, be afraid or become fearful of what you're going to do with that stick, okay? Um, if you find that he is, well, you need to go back quite a few steps and you need to just get him used to the fact that you're going to be moving that around him. And I would suggest going back to the Groundwork Part 3 series where we spoke about desensitizing um, your horse and kind of working slowly through that with your horse. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that for today. We are going to be this week 
on the Daily Strides podcast talking, as I mentioned, all about um, moving with our horse and working with our horse. So we're going to tomorrow be chatting about the warming up with them. We're going to be talking about relaxation kind of as the foundation for everything and how to know if your horse is relaxed or not. And then we're going to be moving on to actual movements um, that you would perform normally from the saddle and how to get your horse to do those on the ground and start working up to those on the ground. Um, of course, you can use this if there's any reason that you can't be on your horse, you can't ride. And I sometimes find that people, it's a, it's a great experience for riders to see firsthand from the ground what their horse is doing or almost um, the consequence of a certain action that they take with their horse and how that reacts and how the horse moves and how I suppose that movement really affects the whole body throughout because then when they're in the saddle it gives them a better idea of what's going on underneath them and um, very often when you're in the saddle it's you, you have a good idea of what's happening but um, it's lovely to see it firsthand. So I would strongly suggest any riders trying it out. Okay, if you would like to join us this week, you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join. All the information is there. We'd love to have you. And of course, if you do join, you will, as I mentioned, this is part four of this series, but all the others are in there as well as all the other past lessons as well. It's all in there for you. Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. Have a super week. Keep well. And I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye. Thank you.